0: Welcome to Fiction to Function. I'm Sean Melton. And I'm Trevor Jones. We're taking a break uh, to address the Lion King remake. Now, we haven't seen the Lion King remake because as we record, uh, and we've mentioned this before, but we record usually the previ- the week previous. So within the Monday that we record and the Monday that the episode comes out, uh, the new film has, has been here. Luckily, we have the lion king the 1994 picture to talk about um and so this is going to be more about that and and addressing kind of the spirit of the lion king and with any hopes this film is
1: as good as i i do believe it's going to be i'm really excited about this episode because one day sean bursted into my room was like hey we're gonna do a podcast what movie would you be able to talk about instantly and I was like, The Lion King. And he was like, that's a good idea, except there's going to be a remake soon. And so we should probably address it around that time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're probably right about that. Okay, uh, I guess we'll do The Big Lebowski to introduce me.
0: <laughs> right. And I'm actually really excited about this one, because I, uh, well, first of all, I don't know exactly what you're going to say. So that's nice. Yeah. Secondly, um, we have, uh, I want to go work backwards from, our history with the Lion King because the memory that always comes to mind for me with Trevor is when we saw Lion King, the musical together yeah. because it was playing about 45 minutes from us, an hour away from us yeah, around there. And Trevor had bought the tickets and I don't know how this happened, but we, I, he, was, he said, okay, they're for this date. And let's say it was March 4th, whatever. And I said, okay, but is it going to be for March 4th? There's two showings. Is there eleven the eleven a.m. showing or is it the evening showing? Keep in mind this is an hour away from us. This is like three o'clock in the morning the night before. And Trevor's like, I think it's for the evening. I'm well, pretty I sure I it's for the evening.
1: Seth was cutting your hair, <laughs> and that was the conversation you two had. <laughs> okay. While he was cutting your hair, and I'm fast asleep. Oh, we I'm were having this conversation. Trevor. You okay. were ta- talking to Seth about it. Yeah. He probably he probably bought the later ticket. Seth season's like and Trevor. You definitely bought the early ones. We we definitely. Did you the know early. that you did? No, of course I
0: don't. Okay, so when did you? So you were that's why that makes sense because I was trying to remember why you burst into my room the next day, going, "It's the, <laughs> it's eleven o'clock." Yeah, and I couldn't remember why you, you sent burst. me a message. Oh, okay, yeah, and I'm like, like,
1: hey, which one do we get?
0: And you burst in the room. And you said it's eleven o'clock. So we jumped out of bed, we got dressed, we drove an hour to go see this this musical. When and I, I'm naturally a nighttime person. I don't know if you you're kind of you. Exists throughout the day i'm
1: really good in the morning i'm really good
0: at night it's the middle of the day when i have to be at work that is kind of a struggle for me yeah that makes sense um and so for the the for me i was really looking forward to this nighttime showing and matinees are never really something i'm super into anyways especially for like a musical so we get to the 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 we there's this rigorous drive all the way down to do we see this in miami yes we did yeah i hate miami me too. And there's no offense to anybody who lives in Miami, but the roads are awful. Learn to just, drive. Be,
1: just be nicer.
0: Yeah, that could be. A, that'd be a nice. That that'd be that. That would be a large step forward, is if there are people who just treat each other kindly. But it's a city. It's a city. It's a Florida city. That's definitely what it is. Yeah. Um. And so we're dri- We're navigating through through Miami. I was very frustrated um, with all of this. I'd probably gotten like four hours of sleep or something because of you know. My schedule, especially at that time, because I was working at a restaurant, so that was late nights. And we get there, there's kids everywhere, and I'm like, bah, humbugging my way through the entire production, or the, through the through the, the the entry and sitting down and getting there. And I don't know what you were, your spirits were. Were you also tired? Well, we were in Miami. Right? I was in tired.
1: We were in Miami. I had to like bust your door open, so like. This is grumble, yeah. and you you were exhausted. You slept the whole way, so yeah. I'm like, feel a little alone right now. Yeah, I hope we get a
0: connection here. And we sit down in the in the theater, and there's kids. I look back on this kind of frustrated with myself because it's The Lion King, right? Like it's it's a kids movie and it's a kids production. I mean, for you know, all intents and purposes, there's kids at Disney, right? And I in there and I'm frustrated because there's all these children and they're crying and they're whining and they're talking all through the beginning of the show. And I'm like, this experience is going to get ruined for me. That's what my uh, selfish mind was saying. And it starts and the, the sun is coming up and they Mm -hmm. do and as they do in this stage production. If you haven't seen a stage production is absolutely incredible. And there's animals coming down the aisles
1: it's beautiful
0: yeah and i and the kids are reaching out to touch the animals and that's where i did a complete 180 on the frustration with the kids being there because that was beautiful because the kids are and it's the only thing that i think it's the only musical i've ever seen where people are clapping in the middle of this in the the opening act in the middle of the circle of life there's people cheering and there's clapping and you feel like you're there for symbols simba's birth i'm getting goosebumps now and i just was you know The whole thing's done
1: there's this image in my brain where there's this kid like in the sixth row we were like up in the balconies right and there's a kid in the sixth row who like is on the back of his chair yeah trying to get as close to the different animals as he can yeah and like that's just image of like this is so real for them yes and like i related to that because it was my first movie ever right and like that was like one of the most realist experiences for me
0: so you're like, I understand.
1: Yes. This. I yeah. Know, so... I see myself in the kids. Well, and the
0: animals are at, interact with the kids a lot too, yeah. which is really cool. Like they'll like bend down and let the kids touch them, which is incredible. Um. And so I was, and I mean, so this you know, circle of boom, life, doom, and I'm clapping and tears are in my eyes and tears are in Trevor's eyes, and that's one of my favorite moments of the two of us together, actually. So, uh, that's that's the the latest um, connection I had with the Lion King other than the general consistent uh, adoration that I have for the film as a whole and the story. Um, So let's go back to that. You mentioned, so you said it's the first movie you ever saw.
1: Yeah. Well, it's one of my earliest memories. Sure. Like the scene when Simba's in the gorge and he's realizing the, the terror that he's in. Right. Like in that zoom up of him in the shade is like one of my earliest memories And just feeling so intense. And like that's still like I will play the song that's playing when like I'm in a bad mood. Yes. Just because it helps me get through it.
0: Right. It made that much of an emotional connection. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of – it wasn't the first movie I saw. I'm a couple years older than Trevor. Um, I remember seeing Aladdin came out before that. I remember Mm -hmm. seeing Aladdin. Um, But a very specific memory I have is of being on vacation with my parents And we saw the movie while we were on vacation. And after, immediately after, I think we went to like Walmart or something, and my parents had to get something for the hotel room. And they had Simba and Scar action figures. And these were the ones, they had this like part of their lion mane in the back of their, they would, you could push a button and their their paws would shake back and forth. And I remember reenacting the last fight between Simba and Scar, like in the car, at the restaurant, everywhere else, just loving this. Um, immediately after and the the film always g- deeply has deeply connected with me um, and so I don't want you to give too much away now Trevor but because you talked about how when you said that this was the first film that you wanted to you know talk about this is the one that you could talk about off the top of your head um, ease us into is there anything else you want to say about young Trevor and growing up with the Lion King
1: I think it. I think actually I'll be able to transition into the next part. Perfect. With this. Hit me. So my favorite character as a kid was always Rafiki. Yes. Because he's hilarious and he's smart. Yes. And that was like always what I saw myself as like this, like someone who needs to be an advisory role. I never saw myself as the leader type person. Right. I always, for lack of a better term, related to the mystic. Sure. And that's entirely what Rafiki is. Yes. The whole time. And like, even that first hug between him and Mufasa at the beginning. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's what I want to be in my life. Right. I I know I'm not a king. I know I'm not the best leader. But what I do know is I can figure things out. I can be stable. I can learn. I'm very good at learning.
0: You can be a, 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 a source of advice and support. Exactly. Yeah, an encouragement.
1: So, like, throughout my whole life, I've always tried to be like, "What's Rafiki? What would R- I did the whole? What would Jesus do with Rafiki? Right,
0: sure. <laughs> what would Rafiki do? Sure. And you thought about this, like, you legitimately thought
1: that growing up. I didn't, maybe not to that extreme, Rafiki, but, but yeah. I always want, like, I always loved Rafiki. Always wanted to be that person. Right. I always saw myself as the right hand to the king.
0: And so that's what is that's the reason why you're like, okay, I can talk about this. It just, it shaped who I was. Yeah.
1: Like, that's what ended up, what well, I still kind of see myself as. Sure. Like, I love my job right now, where I help people your grow job, up. Into, your job
0: is, can you, I, to what degree can you talk about that?
1: Uh, I'm just going to say, I help people learn, and I help with uh, people who have learning disabilities mm-hmm. catch up to where society wants them to be. Right. And... Essentially, that's what Raviki did to Simba. Right. He helped him catch up to where
0: society needed him to be. With a smile. Kindly. Loving. Without any sense of judgment. Yeah. But also still smacking him in the head with a stick. Some people need to be smacked. Right. But it's in the past. Doesn't matter. Right. So, um, I love that you say that because, and and I guess that this is, uh, you know, in terms of talking about the film. For one, this is it's it's an excellent example of even like, um, in terms of like. On a, for a literary purpose, it's an excellent example of like the hero's journey, right? Very. Like did do a very good job with, um, leaving for adventure. Here comes the mentor, uh, learns the lesson, goes back, has to face like the big you know, the big bad, mm-hmm. and uh, renew, the the. The Pride Lands, the place where he came from, and so it's beautiful standing in and of that alone. And this is the thing that I think is so amazing about *The Lion King* is that there's a reason why it resonates so deeply. And I mean, to me, I don't know about you, but this is—I put this is the the best Disney animated film. That's why I put it. I'm talking specifically, I'm leaving Pixar out because that's a whole other monster. Um, and I'm also talking about, I'm also leaving out some of the CGI stuff that came out later. Although, as much as I love Tangled, as much as I love, I love Frozen, as much as I love Moana, I still think this is better. Monetarily,
1: I mean, you're right.
0: Yeah, it made the most... This is
1: the highest grossing 2D movie. Is it really? It really is. Yeah.
0: I mean, well, that makes sense. And I think it's because it appeals to a wide audience. And when you watch it, there's certain stories that... And this can be true of all stories, right? This can be true of, of, you know, matchstick men, okay? Like, there's truth in all of these tales. It can be, uh, but there's something very, I mean, and this is it's the reason why the hero's journey is such a baseline template for this sort of thing. Um, but there's something specifically about this, I mean, to say nothing of the fact that, you know, people talk all the time about how it's like Hamlet. Um, there's something very specific that t- speaks to the soul of, that exists I think in um the Lion King and I also would say in like Lord of the Rings that's another thing that's like okay this just makes sense something in me goes yes uh and what's interesting is they're both about kings who don't want to be kings so
1: so you touched that it was on Hamlet yeah I, I was reading a little bit more about that like what it could have been based off of apparently also it's the exact story of uh in Egyptian mythology There's uh, Osiris, okay, who had a son named Horus, and Osiris was killed by his brother Seth. And Horus originally, like, didn't want to come back and, like, take his father's mantle as the god of the underworld. Right. And had to redeem himself by killing Seth. Okay. So, not only is it a European play... It's a African myth. It's also apparently a common story told by the different tribes. So yes, it's a very universal story. Right. To and so, add on to that.
0: Yeah, and so it's like if you take that, it's like okay, what? And, and is there any is there any uh, literature that you know of on how
1: they actually came up with it? Uh. I know that, like, the two directors saw a documentary called Natural Enemies. Okay. Which is about hyenas versus lions. And real life, hyenas are crazy. Like, they are one of the best hunters in Africa. And there's always, like, there's funny lines in the movie where, like, Scar's like, the lionesses do the hunting. Right. And that's real life lioness do do the hunting and there is only one male it per pride because they usually fight each other to get out of it so like what's very nice about this movie is it while not entirely accurate right is very true to how they would live like they actually thought it was going to be like king of the jungle and then they found out lions don't live in the jungle right it's actually unnatural for them. So they moved it to the Savannah.
0: Right. Yeah. Cause I know there was a lot of production. There was a lot of mixes. Like it was originally, I think it was going to be about like baboons versus hyenas or something. Or so there was, there was all kinds of different, and I think their character of Rafiki was going to be a cheetah. Mm-hmm. And there's all this sort of stuff that kind of come, that, that has been talked about and, and how it came about. Um, and I think it's interesting too, because when we're talking about this, it's also, you know, it's the first Disney movie, you know, so to speak. Um, and it, I mean, and here's irony, right? But it's, it's the first Disney movie that's an original story not based on previous work. Cool. Which I did not know until no, today. Um, but again, it's funny because it's like, who can say, to, to what degree can we say that something is original work? Which kind of goes back to this whole idea there's nothing new under the sun, yada, yada, yada. But yeah. there's also something beautiful in that.
1: Agreed. Very much agreed.
0: And so if that's the case, if we're talking about this, then it's like, all right, well, what is the beautiful thing to, to get from this and and this is one that I actually think would be really good especially since it's an hour and 20 minute movie yeah to talk about as most Disney movies are like a lot of them are very short or, or cartoons in general which I imagine comes from kids not having attention spans exactly um, and so we have to have the funny element we have to have the colors and we have to have it move quickly it's funny even if you Trevor and I watched it today um, in our, our group slowly expanded as it often does. It was like you and me, and then it was like you, me, and like one other person, you and me, other four other people. But if you listen to the way that the lines are paced, and and I'll talk more about the John Favreau remake, um, having not seen it still, uh, in a bit, but that's one of the things I'm actually looking really forward to is is being able to pace the story with a little bit more depth Mm -hmm. as opposed to even the comic beats are um I was thinking about this with Timon, right? When and it's really funny when Nala is chasing down pumba and Puma is Pumba Puma. Pumba is uh he starts to, you know I mean, almost immediately. Simba's like, this is my friend. And he's like, Oh, it's nice to meet you. And Timon's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait. What he says is uh you know I can't remember, it's it's like you were you know him, he knows you, and and she trying. wants to eat him, and we're all just okay with this. And it happens very quickly. Um, which is you know not I don't present that as a gripe, but I present that as an example of how quickly the move the film moves. Um, and so starting at the very beginning, right? So you have and, and, and this is what I, this I Get episode is really about for me in a sense, It's about how this this story is, is is kind of everything. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so uh, starting off at the beginning, right? So you mentioned um, Rafiki and how well it's conveyed that already him and Mufasa have a connection. They already have a relationship. You can see that. Mm -hmm. Um, Moving forward there, the next thing we see is... After Circle of Life, the next thing we see is Scar. Yeah. Okay.
1: And Zazu being annoying. Right. Which is fun because Zazu is constantly annoying. Right. And Scar is constantly being creepy and woody at the same time
0: right and so when you have this all right so and, and this is kind of the trajectory trajectory i i i think and i want to kind of go along with simba and throw out anything that you want to as it goes but so we have simba the cup who is vivacious and uh explorative and enthusiastic. And also, you know, I mean, arrogant, I guess you could say. Easily. Um, he's also very... Uh,
1: manipulated.
0: Yeah. He's easy, easily manipulated. He's, he's immature, right? Yeah. And he's like the portrait of immature. He's got this like kind of like bravado that like comes from nowhere that he hasn't earned. And he wants... And, and, and the, the whole idea of being king is about... What? It's about ruling and having all the power okay um and and being able to do whatever i want which is this great scene where zazu right kind of is like you know that's not what that is and if you think that's what that is we're going to be in deep trouble
1: so this is one of those times when i'm like this movie's just beautiful Mm -hmm. like from the beginning of circle of life and like how we need to be learning of that and like where our place is right in that and like while simba's hearing all this He's hearing his Mufasa tell him, we will turn to grass one day. Yes. And
0: he... After the graveyard. Because, again, Simba's trouble gets well, him in... Well, even before the... the graveyard. Does he say that between before?
1: Yeah. Like, we are part of the circle of life. Don't yeah. we eat an antelope. Yes. Okay. Yes. And That's then right. They're they hang- hanging out. And then the additional song comes on, and we kind of zone out because it wasn't there when we were children. You know, Trevor
0: and I watched this, like, the DVD I have is, like, one extra song, and I was trying desperately to find, like, a way to just watch the original, but... Alas, we had to listen to Zazu give the morning report.
1: The long and the short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you were saying? So, what... And then, like, to continue that pacing is Nala and him are instantly friends. Right. She's the only other lion cub there. And they're going to be married real quick. right? Zazu is just, like, this little... Explode- annoying exposition bird. Right. And it's very interesting and very fun to have that as far as storytelling goes. Right. I wonder if Zazu works as a better narrator than a... Hmm.
0: (laughs) Than the stickler that he is. Than the stickler that he is. Yeah. Well, and again, I think it's it's interesting all these influences you see coming from this Mm -hmm. young cub, again, who's um, very wily. Uh, You have... His relationship with his friend, one of my, like, favorite characters. Like, it might be my favorite character in the whole movie is Nala. I mean, obviously, like Simba, I have this, like, connection to because that's your protagonist. But is just such a... She's awesome. <laughs> okay? She is awesome. And so you have Nala, who's kind of causing trouble with him and going... And he helps, and he takes Nala into... And so at this point, again, so we have information coming from all these people. We have the wiser... Uh, and a truly wise king is a king yeah. who understands that i'm not better than other people i have the place that i have and that means nothing eventually anyways um then you have uh like we said a stickler for the rules you've got you know zazu who's chirping away at you know this is what you're supposed to this is how you do it i you need you know no one's saying what is it do this no one's saying be there no one's saying stop that no one's saying see here. Now but see here. Now see here, and now he see here. And it's the whole thing. It's like, okay, no, no, you need, but you need to listen to what I'm saying. And there's wisdom there, right? Yeah. Rafiki at this point is is not present, right?
1: Yeah, Which well, is kind of interesting. He's always off to the side doing his own thing. Right. Like... You can't... Like... Weird thing about Trevor, he believes in magic. Okay. Science can't explain everything... Right. ...to me. And, like, when there's Rafiki out there just being like... Put in the the coconut juices on Simba's head, right? I'm like, there's something there. Yes, there's something important yes. there. Yeah, and then like he's with Simba, and like he has this connection. Like he wants to take care of this child, right? But all he has is a picture of him, as much as you could have a picture in, Af- in an African baobab tree, right?
0: And so he, and it's it's it's, and so then there's this idea of like he exists for a time, right? Yeah, and we'll get to that, uh, and so. At this point, we have uh, Scar and his influence, right? Mm-hmm. And his influence being like, and this is very, uh, <laughs> you know, entrenched in deep mythology, right? Or, or, you know, it's literally biblical. Is this, almost this, uh, and, and it's, it's more subversive when Scar does it, mm-hmm. but there's certainly this You shouldn't go there, right? Like, it's like, if you eat the apple, you're going to know everything, right? Yeah, yeah, your dad doesn't want you to go over there. It's really dangerous. And then say something that allures him naturally, right? Um, And again, it's more subversive than that, but you still have this kind of temptation. the bravest lions. Yes, exactly. If you were brave, yeah, that's where the brave lions go. And so, in his angst and in his uh, ignorance, Simba
1: now... Let me interrupt you right there and be like, can we just talk about Jeremy Irons' performance real quick? Yes, great. Because he's so good at Scar. Yeah, Skyler's
0: a little bit bitter about this element because I'm actually very excited about...
1: Who's uh, playing Scar in the new one? I don't know.
0: Chiwetel All Alright. So, Serenity. uh, I don't know why I'm kind of farting out on other films he's in. I really like him in Serenity as the antagonist in Serenity so that's where my brain's going. He was great. But so you have, uh, so it's him. But yeah, but Jeremy Irons is is excellent. And my brother Skylar is very, uh, he's he's a Jeremy Irons fan, which he's fantastic, right? Yeah. All the time. And he definitely brings that sort of, um, I mean we talk about Shakespearean, right? He kind of brings that
1: presence there. Yes. He's just, has the great deep voice, the great gravitas of the role, and you know he didn't re- originally want to do it. No, really? Yeah, he's like, I was just, I just won an Oscar for being a very bad guy. I'd rather and not be a, a bad very bad drama. Which one was this? Dramatic role. Um, it's the one with the that they actually quoted in The Lion King. Please ignore me while I Google things. <laughs> yeah, apparently he and Wovie uh, Goldward won Oscars in the same year. Oh, the year before. So f- so, for her it was Ghost. He was Reversal of Fortune. Okay. So. And so he's a villain in this. He's so a he villain said, I don't want to do it again. Yeah. Like, I'm a, I am was just a dramatic villain. I don't want to be a children's villain. Right. And then... They somehow convinced him to be amazing. Isn't being prepared terrifying?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. So there you go. So now we have, in in with all of this, his words and his malicious intent seeps into Simba, and in all his angst, and in all his, uh, you know, headstrong. Ambitions, really. Ambitious. Cool, yeah, and all of his ambition, he leaves for... And he takes Snaw, right? And mm-hmm. then we have the whole... So, he's, Mufasa saves his life, takes him back, and then we have... Uh,
1: well, here we also establish the bad guys.
0: Here we also establish... Yeah, well,
1: the... Like, the hyenas. It's
0: definitely Scar, and then the hyenas. So,
1: like, I feel the like actors. they're a worse bad guy than the... Than Scar himself. Right. Mainly because, like, they're just masses willing to come and destroy. Right. Like, they're just destruction. I was gonna
0: say, they're almost like um, a plague. Yeah. Yeah. Like... So he controls them at this time. Asterix, you know. Yep. Um, And... Uh, Save Simba, that plan didn't work. Then we have... And this is, for me, a lot of the crux of of, of what, what has meant so much to me, where the Lion King is concerned, uh, is now we have Scar luring Simba into the canyon, right? Into the ravine.
1: As I was watching that part, I'm just like there's so much trust and love with Simba and his uncle. Yes. Like they There must have been scenes like that didn't make it into the movie, slash were not animated or written. Sure. Where, like, Scar and Simba had a relationship, an established relationship. Because uh-huh. that's... I have this hard time getting, like, my kids to tell me that I'm their favorite teacher to sit nicely for right. more than four minutes. Sure. Simba sits there trusting his uncle and the promise of a, his father. Right. And I'm sure there's a combination there where he loves both of them very much. And but still so, so he says what do you
0: see? you're you're so weird so he, yeah, he takes you have and no that's idea the weird that's too. the line yeah. from
1: the previous movie yeah
0: from reversals of fortune okay and so you have this like yeah and the, 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 then there's the betrayal of this relationship which is hey i'm going to lead you out into the middle of this canyon this gorge and we then what happens next right which is absolutely heartbreaking um and at this point, and this is this is really, like I said, the crux of when it comes to Simba's journey. Then, and I'll talk about this towards the end, but we have Simba's lied to; mm-hmm. he's told this is your fault, you did this, and your best option is to leave. Um, which is interesting too. So, did he Why didn't he kill Simba? He meant to.
1: Why did Scar not kill Simba yeah. himself? Yeah, I feel like it's a air superiority. Like he just want to get his own hands dirty.
0: Right. Because he tried to kill him in the... Oh, he tried to kill him in the the gorge as well. Yeah. So he he hoped he would die in the gorge, and he hoped that he would die, obviously, with the hyenas. I feel like... The first, I
1: think. Gar has the mentality that he is better and above. Yes. Therefore, he doesn't have to do anything. Right. Like, like if... Because he's so much smarter, and he's so much more clever. Exactly. It's like if pride and laziness, pride and sloth came together to make a creature. A being, it would be, yeah. It'd be (laughs) Scar.
0: Right. And so um, Simba leaves. Simba goes into the jungle. Uh, Simba befriends a couple of oafs.
1: Rosencrantz and Guildenstern.
0: Yeah, exactly. In parentheses, really good friends. Right? So he he spends this time in the wilderness.
1: Well, let's talk about that. Like, those really good friends. Because they gave him advice that he followed for years yes and helped him get through it yep was it good advice was it good advice yeah like mean, don't worry don't like just don't I, worry about anything I
0: think it's a I think it's good advice for a time I think it's good advice in, in in its in its time in in its place and so this kind of goes back to I mean one more quick plug for our you know Enneagram series is a specific kind of advice good for everybody, right? Is hey settle down good for everybody? Is hey don't worry about it good for everybody? Is hey you need to be serious about this good for everybody? And I think that it it's it it has a lot to do with the individual. I think it has a lot to do with that time in life. And so I think that it helped him. um, But also at the same time, I mean, I mean, I guess it is a good question because I'm like, did it also did it help him? By just not thinking about it. He kind of just all repressed it and he had to deal with it again eventually. Yeah. But, um, you know, and I've also at this stage in my life adopted a sort of uh, all's well that ends well mentality. Okay. <laughs> because what else can you do? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To an extent. It's it's in the
1: past. You gotta right? put your. It's times like these when I listen to my good friend Timon. Right. You got to put your past in your behind. Right and there you go and so now you have
0: your good friend Puma
1: well I was quoting the man
0: oh that's right the pig I was quoting the pig I was quoting the pig so yes (laughs) that's right so and that actually brings up a good point as well because now we have Rafiki who gave him uh, not similar advice it's not hey don't worry about anything hey nothing matters Mm -hmm. it's not what he's saying but he does say it doesn't matter anymore yeah that's something we can't work with that's already happened that's we're past that point um and so it then you know, skipping a lot, yada yada yada. Nala comes back, kicks his butt, Sexy. physically. Yeah, f- physically and physically emotionally, I guess, it yeah. kicks the butt of his heart. But but physically and in terms of her her advice and her encouragement of him, kind of says, "Listen, you got to get in gear, dude." And I think that this is something that could be really easily taken. Is yeah, she's got her stuff together. He doesn't. He's an idiot. But she also doesn't understand. Exactly what's going on Is exemplified in the song Can you feel the love tonight Yeah You know And do her, her saying love. He's holding back He's not telling her everything And him saying If I tell her everything She's gonna leave I can't do that i ashamed
1: Which is so real Yes Like That Communication block Yeah Is such a real issue In many relationships Right And It's so interesting to me Cause like He would be empowered by her Right if he opened up. Right. And yet, there's times in my relationships where if, like, I was to open up, I would not have been empowered. Right. And that's so interesting. Like, signs of a healthy relationship. Yes. Like, is Simba and Nala when they're able to communicate together and really build off each other.
0: Yes. Like. Oh, absolutely. I'm not kidding you when I say if this is one of the. I remember when I was very young being like this is what you want and a spouse, right? Is somebody who's gonna kick your butt when you need it, but complete but out of love
1: mm-hmm. and who
0: really is in your corner.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but they're in your corner enough to tell you when you've got your head up your butt, right?
1: Exactly.
0: Um and 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 again it's nothing against Simba. I don't wanna downplay his, you know, plight at all. Because he it's it's an a it's it there's an emotion. There's an there's there's so much connected to that shame and that guilt however misplaced. Uh that that move that keeps him from doing what he needs to do. Again, that'll kind of come back towards the end. Um finally pulls his head out of his butt after Rafiki comes and goes, listen, here's the good advice the right way. Yeah. And what are you gonna Just do now? Just Two more
1: steps of good advice.
0: Yeah. Which is beautiful too, like you said with magic. Like I really do love how what is it, wind comes to him and he goes, Oh my gosh. He's alive ah. allowing us to believe that obviously there's a spiritual connection that Rafiki has to the world yeah um and it's really beautiful and another thing i really like about Rafiki and it's not that you don't see him sad you do see him sad but he very quickly goes to joy um he's always sort of like rapturous in his like sense of you know
1: yeah encouragement.
0: yeah yeah it's beautiful i really really it love really it is. And this is something actually, so it's really cool now, you know, you've got, we've got friends who are having babies and, and all that jazz. And one of my oldest friends who we've talked, uh, we've talked with on this podcast, Will, Will Eichleroth, Will's got a, um, child now he's actually yeah he's, he's got a daughter and
1: she's two just almost just over two she was born while i was gone i've been gone for yeah around two sounds right
0: yeah trevor was in china teaching indoctrinating the children to disney
1: <laughs> and so
0: and so um uh, but yeah so so a couple years she's, she's a little older than two years old at this point um and he was watching with her recently and he texted me and he was like this is beautiful and he was specifically talking about this, this piece in the film that we're in, you know, in the narrative at this juncture, which is he has to go back and he has to fight, but he has to fight with the guys he was kind of living rowdy with. They don't leave. They're not bad friends just because yeah. he was going in the, I mean, the parallel that I would make is he's going and he's getting drunk, right? Sure. he's not paying attention to what he needs to be paying attention to he's living his life you know what I mean he's partying he's whatever however you want to put it he's going and he's living with those guys he's, he's drinking
1: that bug juice yeah
0: he's with the yeah he's with the rowdy boys and and this by the way is something of consequence to me is that he's a he's a lion and he's king of Pride rock and he's eating bugs you know slimy but satisfying yeah which is a metaphor for the whole thing. And a metaphor for that whole, it's a it's a good analogy. I should I would say I should yeah. say for that entire part of his life. It's slimy, but it's satisfying. He's doing what he's you know doing, but he's good. He's with his friends, and yeah. why not have a good time and not think about it, because it's just you know you got to keep your past and your behind, and it's like and in here we are right, um, but you shouldn't be eating bugs. That's not what you're meant to do, and at the same time. While that's not what you were that's, well, that's not what you were meant to do You can't now neglect those people It doesn't leave them in the lurch And they don't leave him Because they're genuinely friends
1: Yes Which is beautiful
0: So they decided to go back and fight with him Yeah And this is what Will was You know Texting oh. me And he's going Oh my gosh
1: Fun Fun little tidbit Nathan Lane Improvised the uh, Do you want me to dress up as Dr- And drag And, and drag do and do the, do the hula Of course he did That doesn't shock me in the
0: slightest <laughs> What a genius. Yeah, I, love, I do love them, um, And so we have, which, you know, it's another fun bit. I wonder how much, I'm really curious what's going to be changed. Because even, for example, what would you say? They call me Mr. Pig. Yeah. That's referencing In the Heat of the Night. And like you said, Scar's referencing... Uh, reversal of Fortune. Right. And so it's like there's a lot of these things in here that make sense for the time, I suppose. Well, even when we but saw... They did to me as a kid.
1: Even when we saw it in the uh, Broadway play, yeah, had, that's like, right. Zazu had like different quips. Yes, like, I remember like the curtains looking like they were throw rugs from Tarjay. Yes, I was like
0: is that that was really good. Another one that I was thinking I always think of is when he says, uh, "You know, it's a small world after all." He's like, "No, anything but that." I think he does Frozen. He starts saying, yeah. "Let it go, let it go." And he's like, "No, no, no, I can't do that song," which is great. It is. Um, and so, and there's a cute metaphor, I'm sure, somewhere in there where, despite how timeless the story is, there's relevancy that, you know, matters yeah. for the telling of it now, even in the small details. Goes back to Pride Rock, gets his trap together, defeats Scar. Which is
1: terrifyingly awesome. Yeah, very cool. Yes. And what do you take from that? So now like i said earlier like the hyenas are the ultimate bad guys right which is why they were like they're the purest form of evil like this is essentially the same reason like why i think the mountain is the worst villain in uh, game of thrones right like they're just evil for chaotic evil. sake Like yeah. they're not they can't really be controlled they could be pointed in a direction and hope for the best you assume scar is lawful
0: evil yeah.
1: So lawful evil and then chaotic evil. Is that, like... He would have been lawful because he had to follow... Like, I was first in line until this yes. kid was born. So he had, to, he had to get rid of each of those things in his line. Sure. So he was following some sort of laws. Right. Okay. So...
0: And going back... Go ahead. So you were saying there's this chaotic evil, and now... And now Simba... Which, by the is, way, that's another thing, too. Even that, the fact that they've come in and they've eaten everything and the lionesses aren't hunting... In all of this is also I think a good example. We talk a lot on this podcast about this idea of limits being good, and again, finding having your place and your place being purpose, being you know circle allowing for purpose. Rope. Yeah. So now that the circle of life has been disrupted by bringing the hyenas where they do not belong,
1: Pride Rock is in shambles. Yeah. Which while we're talking about, they had so many numbers while they were not eating well. Right. They had all the numbers the whole time. Right. Like it's almost surprising that they had a problem considering right. the how they were living. Right. Maybe if they had like hyena contraceptives it would have been okay. <laughs> so in the uh,
0: end, the chaos devours. And even
1: like His games turned on him. Even Mufas is a little chaotic. Like I feel like there's a true neutral good if we're talking about this. Sure. Where like the laws of nature will carry themselves out. Yeah. And so as long as we're in the in that neutral area, like maybe that's why there's so many hyenas because Mufasa wasn't just going off and hunting a, them down. Hunting them down because he they had a place they had a, to live. they had a purpose. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is interesting again to the Lord of the Rings note this is something they talk about with, with Gimli or sorry um, not Gimli uh, uh, Golem or Smeagol yeah he may yet serve a purpose there still could be something I don't know so I'm not messing with that yeah I'm not getting involved in that I'm staying in my place they can stay in
1: theirs I go to protect my son but I'm leaving it at that exactly right. which is oh like which is why it coming full circle with Simba coming back to Pride Rock getting back into the balance of things. Right. It's good for our lives. Like, where where have we let darkness grow? Where is it okay to have darkness? Like, what are we going to allow? What are we not going to allow? Right. What is the balance? What is the circle of our lives? Right.
0: And by disrupting or neg- or, or neglecting or... Not acknowledging that chaos or that or that that order that oh, the order that mingles with chaos the 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 circle I'm yeah. literally I'm I'm trying to find a word for it sitting in front of Trevor and I'm spinning my finger around like what is the thing I'm looking for the it's the circle okay right this whole this whole arc that needs to happen by disrupting that eventually Scar became his own demise which is he neglected his place and if he would have not neglected his place I mean to what end was he really living that well as a king no he should not have been king yeah evidently
1: was actually probably living
0: better with Mufasa alive he, I'm sure he was but instead but I mean it's that whole thing right where it's like better you know better rural. die as a king
1: than to yeah
0: and he took that very literally yes um, Simba fights Scar Scar's talking to kill him
1: graphic death yep
0: now we're all good right now and everything's back as it should be and oh look Sim and All Are Married they had a kid
1: thank you Hans Zimmer for the song that made everything better yes the song "Feeling." beautiful it's very beautiful
0: it is beautiful the, the whole actually Tim Rice and Elton John doing the you know the book the whole the, well, the, the whole yeah, yeah the lyrics and you know I mean like yeah. all this like uh, I talk about this all the time I'm like if you listen to I don't know how much you've listened to um all of the alternate versions, like Alton John's Circle of Life. They're different Very lyrics. Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can You Feel the Love Tonight? Different so lyrics. good. I love his version. I love yeah. that one. Yeah, what is it? There's a calm surrender to this rush of days when the heat of a rolling wind can't be turned away. An enchanted moment and it sees me through. It's enough for this restless wanderer just to be with you. It's beautiful. It's enough to make kings of vagabonds. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's it um, a really it Same thing with Circle of Life. Circle of Life's got very different... like uh, Not as as drastically different, different, but but still beautiful. It is. And, I mean, for that matter, I Just Can't Wait to Be King is also kind of fun, if you hear his version. Um, But the rest, the other two are are gorgeous. Yes. Uh,
1: Wonderful. So,
0: and again, going through this whole thing, we don't do this with a lot of films. A lot of times we're talking about one or two specific things. But I think that as brief as this is, Everything that it has to say is something of value if you take a look at it. And this film has helped me through some extremely rough times in my life. um, Specifically where I knew that I wasn't performing to the level I should have out of fear and out of... uh, Shame for things that were largely, in my case, uh, not founded in truth. I had a lot of... I've always been very... Um, it's really strange, and you've known me well enough to... We talked about this a lot, Trevor. So you mm-hmm. and me specifically. It's weird because I wouldn't say that I'm a person who's not sure of himself. It's, it doesn't... I don't feel like there's a confidence issue and I'm not saying that I'm super confident and I'm not saying that I'm super, um, I'm so, I'm not saying that I'm not, I'm saying, I'm not saying I'm not confident, but I think that I, I, I desire to do what needs to be done and I desire to do what's right. And that actually is where the problem starts to come in is that I have a tendency to doubt my own inner, I get for my, my compass as Trevor said it before. I have I have a tendency to doubt the compass in me, um, even though I feel it so very strongly. There's many times where I, I really am not sure if, if what I'm trying to do is the right thing. And as such, it it prevents me from... If I'm not careful, it prevents me from... I wouldn't say it prevents me from moving in general, but it prevents me from moving and, and moving to the degree that I probably should.
1: Mm-hmm. So... In my head, you—I've told you many times. There's like songs that make me think of you, right? Like one of the most common ones is uh, "Heart Full of Love, Head Full of Doubt" by the Abbott Brothers, which is beautiful. I'm not sure if you—I'm sure you've listened to it maybe once yeah. or twice, but and I haven't listened to it in a while, But it's really good. And it's, it's all about you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> that being said. Uh the way You don't move like someone that doesn't have confidence. Mm-hmm. But I thought of the way you move. Like a vehicle in which you move would be a really big ship. Like a pirate ship. Okay. Just because like there's a course sure. that you should be going on. And you have your sails open. You're not, not confident with your sails going forward. It's just there's always that checking to make everything checking to make sure everything is tied to tied to the right spot everything's in place in place and you're constantly looking back at your compass yeah to make sure that that thing is still
0: working that's a good assessment that is how it feels that's how it feels and that's what i'm saying and, and, and this is by no means an attempt to turn the the podcast to a central focus of sean that's not where i'm going but i will say one of the reasons that I was very excited to do this podcast is that this this film truly did. It really hit me. I was having a really um, hard time. Uh, specifically, this was when I was about... I mean, it's over... It's like 15 years ago now. Um, but I was having a really bad bout. I was having a very bad bout with depression. and And, and so much of it circulated on these sort of what ifs about myself that in time, and the Lion King really helped me kind of become more introspective and aware of the fact that this was happening in me, that a lot of them were were not based in any remote concrete reality. They were, uh, for all intents and purposes, they were lies they were they were these this sort of fear that i had of you know xyz and specifically as it, as it pertains to you know like like you said i was doubting my own compass i doubted mm-hmm. myself i doubted my own i was i was doubting my own intentions i was doubting my own uh motives and i became inc- I, I was constantly questioning myself and i would I would drive myself into the, the dirt. And it got to a point where I was... I would sleep all day. I would sleep all day. And to this day, it's really funny. This is, I mean, to tie it into the podcast, I guess. But I'm like, I had listened to... I grew up um, not listening to, to much... I, uh, frankly, I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of Christian radio. And so for me, there was like the same eight songs over and over again. So I discovered I really Radio eight. Disney... And there's songs on radio that were played on Radio Disney that to this day give me a feeling of such comfort because I was at a point in my life, and this is—I mean, they, largely—they were songs that were just playing on even the normal you know radio back then. But they obviously were SLS devoid. SOS by
1: Jonas Brothers. They were
0: devoid of it wasn't this before that. It, but it was de, they were, these would have been de, they were devoid of the station was devoid skater of skater girl of any Avril <laughs> skater girl. There was an Avril Lavigne song I think, but it wasn't that one. Michelle Branch was a big one. Everywhere, but that that song, these songs, they they brought me to this comfortable place because I was listening to a, this station because it was devoid of any you know, uh, gross, uh, I guess s- spiritual misconduct. <laughs> so so for me and, and, and so I in listening to Radio Disney. I started to listen to these things and I got really and I had it on this old was an old karaoke machine that played cassette tapes and you could record on it. And I had it and I used to sleep under. Uh, we had a big family. We had lots of kids and so. Um, and not a huge house. And so I slept in the front room, this is ridiculous, under a table um, under our dining room table. I set up this little like cave um, and I would and, and I spent so much time sleeping and so much time just laying in bed and and it was it was a really rough time. And again, it all came from these were a lot of these mental fears and these mental concerns and these, these sorts of what ifs and open doors, and they all pertained to myself and not trusting my own moral compass and in second guessing things that didn't need to be second guessed. Um, it was very obsessive compulsive. Okay, I'm
1: glad you're seeing these things. I'm glad you grew out of that. Like, yeah, as your friend, I'm yes. just very happy to hear. Yeah, like where you are now, and I get, I'm glad I get to see where you are now. Right. And yeah,
0: I appreciate that a ton. And
1: it, and it does have, it, it, it,
0: it, I say this to say that while there was a lot of stuff that did it, it is the case with any sort of, um, like an obsessive compulsive disorder, right? Like Mm -hmm. the idea is to kind of stop, you got to kind of make peace with these like crazy scenarios that are going on in your head and all these fears that you have and X, Y, Z, you have to kind of make sense of,
1: of it and put it to bed. So, question that I'm wondering. Sure. Much like Simba, did you have to like face it and go through it?
0: I had to acknowledge it. it the, and this is where The Lion King helped me so much. I mean, I'm not kidding you. It was like a key that unlocked a door. Mm-hmm. I was so stuck and I was ruminating over the same things over and over and over again in my mind. Things that, again, had no, no tangible um, truth to them. Things that were not connected or or, uh, tied to any actual reality. Mm -hmm. It was all these what ifs and these scenarios that went round and round and round in my head and they just paralyzed me, you know, so to speak. And that's what I was going to say is part of it was acknowledging them and moving past them and moving through them and dealing with their existence. But this is where the Lion King helped me immensely is that it was like I said, it was the key to the door and it, it allowed me to see, Oh my gosh, you're, do you see what you're doing? There's no, you have, and more than even Simba, right? Like Simba had, Simba was in the gorge and he had these reasons to, to fret all this. And for me, I, I didn't have anything other than the fear and the fog that surrounded um Or that I was perceiving, the fog that I was perceiving that surrounded uh, all, for every answer, there was Mm -hmm. a million what-ifs attached to it. And yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. And so once I finally made my way through all of that and came out the other side, and again, that was largely to do with the, the, the Lion King, what it did is it gave me a lens with which to look at myself contextually. Good. And so for me, that's why the Lion King will always be one of my favorite films, one of my favorite stories. And it really caused me to to stop eating bugs, and to, to pull my head on my butt. That's what it was for me. Do you have any any lasting well connections here? To go off of instead that, of just refikiing me. Yeah, that's which is what you're doing right now. Well, what do you want? That's okay. I appreciate that's what I want to be.
1: I appreciate it. Um, so let's go back to the Simba problem in real life, okay. where like. He didn't want to face what people would think of him. Right. Which is a very scary problem at times. Like, he didn't, he was opening up to what he supposedly did, even though he doesn't know the full truth. Yes. And it's very interesting where, like, he was ready to accept that judgment. Right. And he wasn't ready for that until Nala came, until Rafiki came, until the memory of his father came. Yeah. Cause that idea that you are always being watched by you are always being cared for by even those that didn't know you. Sure. Really helped him. So like to know that he was part of this world and that he had to face it with them. Right. Essentially. Like he was ready to come to terms to that I killed my father and it wasn't on purpose. And therefore, I ready to face judgment of my pride. Right. What a good pun. Yeah. Also, Lion King two Simba's pride, three puns. Yeah. Lion King's full of puns, which maybe also makes it a beautiful. Which, by movie. the way,
0: it's I mean that that's a, the Shadowlands, which is this, a song that I very much hope and imagine will be in the new film. Um, oh man! It's, it's yeah. It's you know. It's what a, I can't say with my family, but I'll remember my pride. That's yeah. her whole. That's Nala's song. It's yeah. So
1: yeah. It Puns is. galore. What if, what if, they end the new Lion King with "He Lives in You." I would love that. I'd cry. That's in that's yeah that's also in the musical. It is. So musical. it should be. It should. It's in Lion King too. It should
0: happen when it happens. Yeah, it's in the beginning of Lion King too. But it's it's yeah. in the musical. It's when
1: Rafiki is talking to uh, Simba. Yeah. And going.
0: It's the whole. Lake thing,
1: right? Yeah, I for some reason I doubt that it'll actually be in the movie. Oh, deeply. So like it'll be like a credit song, sure. Which is all I'm really hoping for. Sure. So you were saying though, you were this
0: this idea that you have a community, kind of. Yeah. You have you. There's people behind you. There's people alongside you
1: that don't like. When let's picture that scene when he was talking when Mufasa was mad. Although, like, anytime my dad got mad at me when I was a kid. Or, like, any time I was in trouble. The line, you deliberately disobeyed me. Deliberately disobeyed me. Would pay, play in my head. Yeah. And what's worse, you put an all-in-danger. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, that one hurt me, too. Yeah. It's so From good. From Yep, it's really good. It's very convicting.
1: Yes. So, onwards. He was talking about, like, how the kings of the past will be looking down at him. Yes. And I will be, too. Right. And that's an amazing thought, that, like there are kings who care about you yeah and call it god call it goodness call it whatever you need to yeah there're things in your corner that want you to face the truth that you are and want you to and want you to live in it and bring come to it and that's good that's very good yeah. and that's something that I need to remind myself daily yeah that there are things in my corner that even if I'm doing bad things, my friends will still be there. Even if my friends are the ones giving me bad advice, they're there for me when I get better. Yeah. We, we could get better together. Yes. In that a sense. I love that.
0: And so, with that, I know we said we'd talk about John Favreau's a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I just, before we end, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I remember when. When I heard that they were going to make this, this new one, uh, I was I was not really about it. I love Jon Favreau's uh, Jungle Book in, in mm-hmm. a lot of his filmography, for that matter. I prefer his Jungle Book to the actual, to the... the I do, too. To the, do you? Yeah. Yeah, it's got more depth. It's a little bit heavier, and it borrowed some from Rudyard Coupling's book, which was source material already existed. Yeah. So with The Lion King, I was like, there's not a reason for this, right? Which doesn't matter. Everything's going to get remade because Disney want that money. They want that. They want that Mickey fond. I for
1: one welcome our new Disney overlords.
0: So yeah. So it's like the the the. Uh, <laughs> but but, when I heard Jon Favreau, first of all, was attached. I was like, oh my gosh, because this guy, I've loved him since Swingers, right? Yeah. You go Swingers. You go Made, and then you fast forward, and then you you've got what is he? He's in. Uh, you got Elf. I love you, man. Right. Is that what he's in? Does he's in I Love You, Man?
1: That would surprise me? Yeah,
0: he's 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 Leslie Mann's husband. Cool. Yeah, and he's always like rude to Peter, to, to Paul yeah. Rudd. And so you have him that. Then you have Iron Man, and he knocked that out of the park. You skipped Elf. You got Elf. I've got Elf, yeah. He's that's what I'm saying. His 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 work has been consistently enjoyable to me. And it seemed that he's cared about what he's done. So when I heard it was him, I was a little had more ease. And then when I heard him say I didn't want to do the jungle book because I I, I wanted to do the jungle book because there's so much more to do. With the Lion King it's already perfect. I don't need to touch it. And so I didn't want to do this until I saw what we could do with it. That really it excites me because I, I'm ready for a Lion King at this age in my life. You know what I mean? Like one that with a little bit more weight. That's fair. And watching the lions fight in the fire, which is what I'm really excited about. Yeah.
1: You're just not as optimistic? I'm I'm really excited, but now I'm thinking of like, my children are going to go see this. You can show them the first one first. I would show them the first one first. No, I'm like, the kids I'm going to be teaching oh, are going to go see this. You're, you're... And now I'm like... Not your children, no. your children. Yeah, okay. the children I teach right now. Yes. I'm like, I'm Rafiki. I wonder if like there's going to be kids that like grow up to be like live-action Rafiki. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but... Or live-action Simba, which... Pretty good to Donald Glover isn't the worst. Right. Well,
0: and to be honest with you, I don't really know. I think that... I think. We'll see, right? Yeah. I'm like I have no idea. This episode, I'm sure, will come out after the Lion King, and so hopefully, it was good. Um, it will be released after the Lion King comes out. I mean, uh, because until we start getting passes to see and review films early, which has a, been a goal of mine for a long time, um, I believe in you. They have to come out after. So, but I think that I think that what I love about the Lion King, I, as much as I trust John Favreau, i I'm, I'm so happy that we have the original because I think that there's something to be said about that simplicity
1: mm-hmm. because and it's timelessness. We've said it 50 times yeah. already, but yeah. it will always be a classic hero's journey. And we could always look back at it and help base what we, how we view fiction yeah, and how we let it affect ourselves. Exactly.
0: And I love that. Yeah. And I love you. I love you too, man. So that's going to do it for us. Thanks for listening.